social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, wow, today is a a really sad day for America. And, uh, you know, what what has happened to Donald Trump and the attack from the FBI on his compound in Mar-a-Lago is just absolutely horrific. It's horrific. It's a banana republic is what we have right now. And the Democrats are purposefully destroying this country. And they're doing it with the open borders. They're doing it with arming the IRS with guns and lawyers and money. And they're going after the middle class. Something we've talked about for a long, long time. How important the middle class is and how the middle class lives on the margins, lives within a budget, and pays close attention to not only the school systems, but also the inflationary pressures, gas prices, uh, and regulations related to climate, whether they could uh, put a pool in their backyard or build a deck and all these different regulations. They pay close attention to all of this stuff. And right now, the Liberal Party doesn't hold up under any sense of logic and anyone with half a brain or with any common sense whatsoever can look at the Democrat Party, can look at someone like Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or Jerry Nadler or Kamala Harris or Joe Biden and realize within like a nanosecond that these people are some of the biggest morons that ever walk the halls of Congress, that they can't, they can't speak in complete sentences, they can't string full sentences together, and they do the most unspeakable things because of personal profit and buying support, buying protection, buying all this stuff. You know, they just sent a four to five billion dollars more over to Ukraine. It's like every week we're giving them a billion dollars. That's nothing but laundering. 
this big omnibus spending bill, this inflation increasing bill, the climate bill, they're given to their cronies. It's all about giving subsidies and tax write-offs to people that buy uh, electric cars. They haven't even proven climate They can't explain why for the last 15 years the globe hasn't gotten that much warmer or or warmer. I read an article where it says it hasn't gotten warmer. They haven't explained, they haven't even laid out their case for electric vehicles to, to, uh, to, to assess what their complete lifespan of uh, emissions would be. After they mine for cobalt and they um, store, you know, th- discharge the batteries and put them somewhere in a waste dump, and the coal that it takes to provide the electricity and the electrical grid, you know, all of these things haven't even been figured out yet, and somehow they're giving tax subsidies to their cronies who are in the green energy business. Early adopters get paid and rewarded by the government. That includes your tax dollars, the conservative tax dollars, to weaponize and, and, and create a voter block because so long as the money keeps coming, they're going to keep voting for the liberals. And that's what the liberals are hoping to do. That's what they tried to do with the, the black vote when Lyndon Johnson paid off black communities and gave them a whole bunch of stuff, free stuff, and won them over as a voting block. Bought them. Bought their votes. And the same thing is true with just about every other thing that they do. Whether it's Planned Parenthood or LGBTQ XYZ or anything else in between. They're taking tax dollars and they're buying support. They're doing it with the open borders and they're trying to treat these people almost as if they're like uh, a concierge desk at some fancy hotel where these illegal aliens come through the southern border and are treated like as if welcome, welcome to this resort called the United States. We are here to roll the red carpet out, put you on a plane anywhere you want to go. It's like going to be great for you. We're going to give you money. We're going to give you all kinds of medical. We're going to give you free education. We're going to give you everything that your heart desires. And we are the Democrat Party that's doing it. So, you know, who to vote for when you finally get your right to vote. And Here, fill out this registration form. Because you never know. We might give you amnesty tomorrow. But we got to be careful because right now there is a revolt brewing. There is a revolt, folks. There is a revolt. The, The gloves have come off. The veil has been lifted. We know who the enemy is. We're sitting here paying taxes to a government that actually we know right now is the enemy. We know that the government is the enemy of the middle class. What we're talking about here. They're going after the middle class. 
remember years ago I came back from Italy and I was like, one thing I noticed because I hadn't been to Europe in a while, I noticed the shift. The middle class was gone. It was wiped out. I remember I was in Venice and there were there was storefronts with $1,500 pants and up. Just le- black leather pants, 1500 bucks there, whatever. A vest was $750. And so the people that were working there were poor. And the people that were shopping there were rich. And there was no middle class. The middle class was wiped out. And what I noticed training around Europe was that these people that were actually every day, you know, going to work, going home, going wherever. You would ask them, you know, like if I needed assistance for something. Do you know where the whatever is? They wouldn't even look up and look at you in the eye. They were so beaten down by their government that they were afraid to speak. You mind your square box and I'll mind mine and we should not talk because I don't know who you are and you 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 could get me in trouble. And that's the way it is here. This censorship, the compartmentalizing, that's what the masks were all about. Trying to, it's a psyop. It's trying to get you so you cannot communicate with your neighbor. But this is a revolt. The enemy is staring us right in the face. And right now, they have all the money. They have all the rigged elections. I mean, you know, the, this IRS, uh, 87,008 new agents with guns. You know, there are, I saw a number, I heard 600. I also heard 789 um, billionaires in America. They say they're going after the billionaires. Jean-Pierre says she's going after the billionaires. Guess what? She's not going after the billionaires because you don't need 87,000 IRS agents armed to the teeth to go after 700 billionaires. You don't need that. What you need is you, you need to secure your border and you need law and order in this country. They're not going after. They're going after small business. They're going to audit the hell out of small business because they know that that's the, the small business owner is the one that lives on the margins, that holds the most scrutiny against the illogical nonsense that's spewing out of the Democrat Party. And I say, shame, shame, shame on the people I know who are sound mind and body on everything else except for when it comes to politics. Like I said, I have plenty of friends in the Philadelphia area particularly that are that are liberals. And I know them to be decent human beings. I've sat and had a beer with my friends and I t- talked with them about, I've gone to baseball games with them. And I can't comprehend how they could square what happened in Mar-a-Lago. I, I can't even comprehend how they could square that and say that that's okay, like the mainstream media has done. The mainstream media is jubilant. 
that somehow they're going to be able to uh, get Trump on some sort of an infraction and prevent him from running for office again. There was a big story out in the Daily Mail about this. They're going to get him on a technicality. Never mind the fact that Hillary Clinton, you know, bleach bleach bedded uh, 33,000 emails. Never mind the Hunter laptop and the deals that were made in the White House and on Air Force Two and the golf outings and the dinners and the access and the pay-to-play schemes. And what the heck is Christopher Ray doing? He was just on Capitol Hill. And what are our congressmen doing? Words? There are no more words. I don't care what Kevin McCarthy says. Enough is enough. I've had enough. I've seen enough. He says. But as America, we know what's going on here. We know who the enemy is, and we know it. And one of the biggest problems is Trump's success rate. Nobody has ever endorsed so many candidates and won based on his endorsement so many seats. There's an an election today. They're going to be in Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota, Connecticut, and and, uh, another state, you know, Vermont maybe. But there are going to be so many, um, so many election wins. Joe Kent in Washington State, they just declared that the race from last Tuesday finally got called. And Joe Kent, a Trump-supported MAGA guy, love that guy, won and beat out a rhino uh, establishment Republican in Washington State for his district. So he'll be going off against a Democrat and, you know, chances are he'll win. But here's the thing. They're trying to stop Trump from stumping. They're trying to discredit his value. They're trying to chip away at his value. But more importantly, I wouldn't be surprised, and this is speculation on my part, but You know, the only way that Trump could assure himself his safety is for him to have documents that he would have stored off-site to protect him and his family by having compromised, compromising data on his opponents, on his political adversaries, because... Anyone knows watching this that they want him to be done. And so they want to decentralize the attack so that he doesn't know who to go for and try to get him impeached again and again post his presidency. And they want to try to exploit January 6th and tarnish his efforts. I was watching Fox and Friends today and... Literally on the show, you know, during a commercial break, it went to the Dick Cheney ad on behalf of Liz Cheney. And I thought, what terrible timing in the wake of the Mar-a-Lago attack by 
30 FBI agents armed to the teeth with machine guns. You know, the funny thing is they went into the safe and the safe was a relatively new safe. And guess what? The safe was empty. As reported by Eric Trump. And as reported by Larry Trump, if they could do this to a former president, they could do this to you. They could do this to anybody. With their IRS, with their FBI, with their DOJ, with all of their power. But I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Trump had a, you know, he ran casinos. He, he understands security. But they had to break into his safe. And he wasn't even there. And it was Jonathan Turley that said something about this. And he said that, generally speaking, they'll let you know when you're coming over. And the excuse that they would give for a raid like this is, well, we didn't want him to destroy the evidence. Well, how could he destroy the evidence if he's not even there? He was in New York in the Trump Tower. And then last night he headed over to Bedminster. And you better believe that he has copies and duplicates of whatever dirt he has on his political opponents. He's not stupid. He's really smart. So he has that he has leverage. That's number one. Number two, he was the president of the United States. Guess what he can do to all the documents that he can actually pull out of the White House? Guess what he can do, folks? He could, with a pen, declassify any document that he takes with him. Just completely declassifies it. And Cash Patel already wrote about this and said he knows that this stuff that he took out was declassified. So you declassify it, then you, you don't break any rules. But do you, do, you, do you think for one second? Now answer me this one. Do you think for even one second? Do you think for one second that, you, uh, that the FBI wouldn't plant something in one of those boxes they took out of there? And, the, and by the way, they didn't even, um, they did not even go through the boxes while they were there. They didn't even know what they were taking. What, what, what's that about? This was not a targeted attack. And who is the person on the inside of the Trump apparatus? Who's the person on the inside that's leaking this personal information as to where boxes may be stored and data might be? And I wouldn't be surprised if Trump was smart enough to know to tell people, you know, yeah, this box here contains all the dirt on Hunter. This box here contains all the dirt on Joe. This box here contains all the dirt on so-and-so. Lindsey Graham. And so on and so forth. And then turns out that the box is nothing but like, you know, Latin garbage. And then they know, you know, they tell each individual what's in the, in the boxes. And of course, those boxes could be somewhere else. Completely. They could be stored up at Melania's parents' house in, you know, in, in Europe, for all we know. 
You know, they could be encrypted. They could, there's a lot of stuff. So, there's so many, so many ways to look at this that Trump didn't need to bring classified data out of Washington. He could have declassified it before he did that. He was the president of the United States. And so I don't doubt that for one second. And then their attempt to draw, uh, drag up dirt on, on Trump related to J6. And again, J6 wasn't an insurrection. It was an infiltration. And it was done primarily by the, F, the same FBI that was run by the same guy, we learned, right? The guy that was uh, the head of the field office in Detroit who who basically was responsible for the staged Whitmer kidnapping got transferred to Washington, D.C. and oversaw the January 6th situation. And so people were talking about like, well, why did Trump hire Christopher Ray? And I just have to think that somehow there was some sort of compromise going on. Because we know that they based the impeachment off of a bunch of hoaxes. Primarily it was the Ukraine call, which was perfectly normal. We know what kind of corruption goes on in Ukraine, and we know how they're covering it up now. And we know how they're paying back all the oligarchs with the money laundering and tax dollars that are just going flooding into Ukraine. And they wanted the war. They wanted the revolt. They wanted the conflict. They wanted the chaos. In Ukraine, that's why Russia's there, because they green light. They wanted Russia to do what they're doing. They don't care about the people of Ukraine. They care about the money. That they they now have an excuse to flood Ukraine with money and pay back all the politicians who are due their due because they signed off on certain things and so on and so forth. So this whole Ukraine thing is going exactly the way the globalists wanted it to. It's a money laundering scheme. The country itself is the biggest joke on the planet. And everybody, including Putin, knows it. But from a strategic land grab, Putin would like it and saw the opportunity and went in and got it. And the West could care less so long as the oil keeps pumping out of Russia and Russia's sell, making more, more money on oil than they ever have, their ruble is, is uh, more valuable than our dollar uh, has become, meaning that their ruble went up in stock and our dollar is devaluing in stock. Not that they're the same currency, but... But the Russia's landed on their feet. America is in complete chaos because America right now is being taken over. And in a lot of ways, you could say this is because of the election. And I just wrote this. I wrote this this morning as a tweet, and I said, they're starting a revolt to provoke action from Trump supporters like they did on January 6th and like they did on Watergate. Remember, I have that take on Watergate. So they can arrest you and harass you with their lawyers, guns, and money. 
Hashtag FBI, hashtag IRS, hashtag DOJ, hashtag Deep State. So they're starting this revolt knowing full well that, you know, if someone throws a punch at you, you're, you're going to move, you're going to try to duck, and you're maybe going to fight back, right? And you throw a punch. It's sort of like, have you ever seen one of those fake wrestling, like WWE, where the referee uh, turns away and he look, he's looking he's distracted somewhere else, and next thing you know, the guy's breaking all kinds of, of rules in the match, and the referee's not looking because he's being distracted, and then next thing you know, he turns around and he sees the, the victim actually doing something and then reprimands him. It's like Keystone Cops. So what they're doing is they're provoking. They want you to revolt. They want you to violate. They want you to break the rule. They committed election fraud knowing you'd have a rally protesting it. They took the rally that they knew was going to happen. Let's just call it J6. And they flipped it up and now they're crucifying you. They're taking you off the playing field, the battlefield. They're, they're ruining your lives. They're coming up with new laws, just like those false flag attempts where somebody stages or pays somebody for a, to do a mass shooting so that they get advanced gun legislation. They don't care about the people who died during that shooting because it's worth the sacrifice if they could get the legislation. You know, 9-11 brought about the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act allowed people like Barack Obama to wiretap every single person's phone on the planet. I mean, what a power grab. And at the time, they were talking about it and saying, well, this is a necessary temporary. You know, we're not going to, we're going to, you could trust us. We're going to do the right thing with all this newfound power. But we got to keep America safe. We're living in, and the same people were involved. Who were they? Dick Cheney? The same guy that hates Donald Trump? You know? So they rigged the election. You stand up and complain about it. And then next thing you know, they throw you in jail for uh, protesting. And it was the Trump supporters were not the ones breaking into the Capitol. It was the infiltrators. So what they did was they said, we know there's going to be a rally. We're going to go ahead and infiltrate the rally with our FBI, and we're going to break into the Capitol, and then we're going to blame all the Trump supporters and Trump himself. And we're going to use that as an excuse to break into Mar-a-Lago. Get it? Are you getting this? How about Watergate? Let's remind ourselves again about Watergate, because this is not a new playbook, folks. This is not new. Watergate. I, it's my contention that Watergate was a Democrat operation. That McGovern had no chance of beating Nixon. He lost in a landslide. And what happened was they broke into the Democrat headquarters. They knew that Nixon was unstoppable. They knew that Nixon was not insured, meaning that he wasn't controllable. He wasn't, they didn't have any dirt on him. They couldn't control him. They couldn't own him. 
He was too powerful. And he was too well-loved by America that Nixon was a great leader. And what happened there was they broke into the Watergate headquarters, which didn't need to happen because Nixon was going to beat McGovern in a landslide no matter what. If anything, the Watergate thing hurt Nixon, and he still won in a landslide. Right? I mean, that's a fact. So why in the world would you do it? So they go in, and naturally, they get busted. And naturally, there was a whole bunch of people that were part of the CIA and, like, uh, Howard Hunt was part of the CIA, so-called Republican, but what kind of Republican was he, you know? Like, Stefan Helper was some kind of Republican, Stefan Halper, but he was also a mole in the Reagan White House. And remember, it was only 63 days into the Reagan presidency that his vice president that he didn't even like, George Herbert Walker Bush, thousand points of light, Mr. New World Order himself, I think, you know, their Bush family was meeting with the Hinckley's that week. The week that Hinckley shot Reagan. They were having a meeting scheduled, a dinner with Hinckley's parents about some oil deal or something. They knew each other. And so the point is, is that these Bushes and these, these, these dynasties, these globalists, these New World Order people, that's where this comes from. They are the Hitler of our time. They are the killers. But the Watergate, they break into the Watergate, and then they catch them, which there was no surveillance. I mean, you'd have to be a moron to get caught in a burglary uh, like that. You'd have to be a, a moron to get caught in a burglary like that. It was amateur hour. They were supposed to get caught. And when they got caught, all hell broke loose. And then you got Woodward and Bernstein. We know what wackadoodle libtards they are. And they're on the beat and they're on the story. Then they made a movie about it called All the President's Men. They exploited this for all it was worth. And they came out with that movie like a year, two years later after Watergate went down. And they finally got Nixon out of there. And they're doing the same doggone thing to Donald Trump. They're trying one way or the other. If this impeachment doesn't work, we'll try this impeachment. If this doesn't work, we'll actually infiltrate the protest uh, for uh, for rigging, uh, for us rigging an election. And um, we're going to go ahead and infiltrate that and call it an insurrection. Because an insurrection technically is an impeachable offense and and that's why they keep using the word insurrection. There's some meaning to that. And they want to ban Trump from ever being able to uh, get back in the Oval Office. And they're afraid of Trump for that very reason. They're afraid of him. Because even Putin didn't have any dirt on Trump. Even WikiLeaks and Julian Assange said, we, we would post dirt on Trump. If we had it, we don't have any. Trump was an open book. They they had nothing on Trump. But Watergate, again, 
the cover-up was worse than the crime. And if you can't find any dirt, you make it up. Like the P-tape. Yeah, I hear there were some hookers in, in P- St. Petersburg. Or Trump was nude and there was peeing going on. No, that never happened. It was all made up. But well, sadly, the corporate media, the BlackRock-owned corporate media, reported it as if it was true. And Adam Schiff and other congressmen like him perpetuated these lies to the American people. And there's no accountability. They just keep on getting reelected. And these libtards out in California are just blindly drinking the Kool-Aid as if they, you know, as if they go on vacation to Jonestown and drink Kool-Aid every year. They're like, what are they, high on acid? How in the world is Adam Schiff your best guy? I don't get that. What they are doing, they, the veil has come off. They have nothing to hide anymore. Everybody knows. But it's, it's the people that we know on a daily basis that somehow thinks orange man bad. They are weak in the mind. And they believe what Don Lemon and Chris Como and all these different uh, people, Brian Stelter, Rachel Maddow, they believe what they're told because they're stupid. They're blindly, they're blind sheep. And they believe everything that they're told. They don't need to investigate anything. And it's sad because somehow they think Orange Man Bad and Joe Biden, they thought, was going to be a moderate that was going to unify the country. Does this look like unity to you? Does 87,000 IRS agents look like unity to you when you know that they're going to be going after the middle class? And the middle class, again, a healthy society, 20% at the top, they're usually the liberal elites that want to keep their power and they have the ties to the government. Then there's a 20% down at the bottom. They are dependent on the government for welfare aid. And then there's that sweet spot in the middle, And a healthy country has at least 60% of that. Upper middle class, middle class, and lower middle class. All with their own car, their own house, their own children, their own church, their own God, their religion, and everything else in between. And they live on the margins, and they pay attention to the politicians, and that's where it presents a problem for the liberals because they don't want any scrutiny. They don't want any questions. They just want you to blindly be like a a herd of sheep, and do as you're told. And the problem is that wasn't working out for them. And the problem was they saw the performance of Donald Trump stumping at every rally, selling the places out, even though he wasn't even president this past this summer. And he's people are lined up, people are showing up, people, and he's making a difference in every primary election. And I wouldn't be surprised if people like Rona McDaniel and Kevin McCarthy and Lindsey Graham, I would not be surprised if these so-called Republican leaders are part of the problem because they don't want MAGA-supporting, America-first-supporting 
Republicans in, in, in Congress. They don't want that. Marjorie Taylor Greene, they don't want that. They don't want that kind of Republican. Because that kind of Republican is not going to play ball with them in the way they needed to need them to be. And that kind of Republican isn't going to vote for McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. They're going to vote for someone like Jim Jordan to be Speaker of the House. And that, 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 that kind of Republican is not going to vote for Mitch McConnell to be leader of the Senate. Instead, they're going to go for, you know, who, who's a senator? I, shoot, I can't, even, I can't even think of a senator that's halfway decent on the Republican side in the Senate. I'm sure I could if I thought about it. It's not important. The main thing that is important is that we don't take the bait and we don't make the mistakes that they want us to make right now. They want us to take it to the streets and then they want to throw us in jail and take us off the battlefield, silence us, censor us, and they want to take away our vote. That's what they want. Like I say, they're starting a revolt to provoke to provoke an action from Trump supporters, just like they did on January 6th, just like they did on Watergate, and then they're going to get you. They're going to get you on the cover-up. They're going to get you on the, the retaliation. They're going to get you because the deck is stacked. We have a government right now that we are paying that is actually the enemy of the people and, frankly, the enemy of the state. And we could do so much better as a country. Well, I want to play and share some some of these clips uh, with you. Um, these are just late, some of the latest news clips uh, that I captured just to give us a, a little bit of an update. You know, you've heard my analysis and my thoughts on this. Let's take a listen to what Jackie Hendrick had to say. Certainly many, many questions being posed to the Justice Department and the FBI uh, about this case. Claims that the agency has been weaponized coming from a lot of the president's, former president's supporters uh, are being met with the current White House saying they had no idea this probe was coming. A White House official told Fox in a statement, we did not have notice of the reported action and would refer you to the Justice Department for any additional information. Former President Trump calling the raid an attack by radical left Democrats who desperately don't want him to run for president in 2024. Trump saying, what's the difference between this and Watergate, where operatives broke into the Democrat National Committee? Here in reverse, Democrats broke into the home of the 45th president of the United States. He also said Hillary Clinton was allowed to, quote, delete and acid wash emails with nothing holding her into account. A source told Fox News the FBI bought a, quote, safe cracker to open a relatively new safe in Mar-a-Lago, but they say there was nothing in it. Multiple sources say agents were seeking information related to materials that Trump allegedly brought to his private home after his presidency concluded. The matter was referred to the DOJ by the National Archives and Records Administration, which said it found classified material in 15 boxes at Mar-a-Lago. Experts say while federal law bars removal of classified documents to unauthorized locations, Trump could argue that as president, he had the ultimate authority on declassification. Now, the RNC slammed this raid as a double standard. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis complaining that Hunter Biden, for instance, is being treated with kid gloves, and Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy warning A.G. Merrick Garland that oversight Republicans in Congress 
will be taking action. Republican chair of the Intel Committee also demanded an FBI briefing. Trump, for his part, joked about the historically unprecedented raid in a tele-rally for Sarah Palin last night. Thank you very much. Uh, that's right. Another day in paradise. This was a strange day. You probably all read about it, but very important. Trump was in New York City at the time of the raid, but he headed to Mar-a-Lago last night where people have flocked in support of him. A source tells Fox News at this point the raid is separate from a grand jury investigation into efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Back to you guys. Hey, Jackie, Thanks. real quick. Uh, did uh, the president sign off on it or was this just the AG and the FBI guy? Just the AG and the FBI as far as we know. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks. you. Yeah, there's absolutely no chance that the Biden administration didn't know about this. So this is just another patent, patently false statement, uh, another flat-out lie. It's absolutely crazy. So uh, Matthew Whitaker chimed in. Let's see, hear what Matthew Whitaker had to say. So uh, this all stems from the fact that after he uh, left the White House, he took uh, 15 cartons of stuff down to Mar-a-Lago, finally returned it. National Archives said stuff is missing or they were worried about it. And so uh, that is presumably what this is all about. It has nothing to do with January 6th. It's more about January 20th. So the, the, the question of classification of uh, national secrets and stuff like that is kind of complicated because uh, the president can declassify anything he wants when he's president. And it is unclear whether or not, if they find anything at Mar-a-Lago, whether or not he declassified it before he left office and it was simply not updated with the markings. Yeah, Steve, and this is a uh, dramatic ex escalation for something that really could have been handled much differently. You know, they they could have sent a subpoena uh, for these documents that they believe exist at Mar-a-Lago. I, I just think that sending 30 FBI agents um, seems to be a really a misallocation of resources when you have, uh, you know, our nation's cities experiencing violent crime and when you have, uh, you know, a, 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 a crunch uh, just generally across federal law enforcement to try to uh, handle all of the issues that we have. But, you know, I think the other thing that the, a lot of people are concerned about, including myself, is the continued two-tiered system of justice where people like Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, uh, and others, uh, you know, get away, it appears, with, you know, with nothing uh, for consequences for their activities. But Donald Trump seems to be continually investigated, um, uh, whether it's Russian collusion hoax, the two impeachments, January 6th committee, you know, the investigation that's coming out of that from the FBI, and now this investigation. Now, the AG and the FBI director, they had to have signed off on this. And I know that you're the former acting attorney general under yeah. Donald Trump. What do you know about that? Would they have had to say, yes, you can go and do this, go and search his house rather than do the subpoena? Well, there's there's two different things that could have happened. They could have, uh, you know, had this working as part of the investigation and gone to them late and said, this is going to happen tomorrow. That's, you know, what happened uh, in the case when I was uh, acting attorney general of Roger Stone. You know, it was given late notice, wasn't told about the specifics of the tactics or techniques that were going to be used. Uh, but, you know, in this case, I'm guessing that both Chris Ray and Merrick Garland were intimately involved in not only approving um, this case being 
being, you know, progressing as it did, but also approving the execution of a search warrant instead of other means to obtain the same information. And I just think it, it looks to me like a very much uh, an intentional uh, shot across the bow uh, to try to, you know, sort of uh, make uh, Donald Trump look like he's under uh, investigation for something more serious than this actually is. Because Steve was mentioning earlier, Ainsley, that the Presidential Records Act is not as clear-cut as maybe some people on the left would like to suggest. You know, the records that they were looking at, um, you know, are things like uh, you know, a letter from Kim Jong-un I read, or, you know, other types of artifacts from his presidency. And these are, this could have easily been negotiated or otherwise requested by a subpoena. Mm -hmm. So Matt, this goes. Yeah, we'll take a break there on that one. But um, let's take a listen to this. This is another report. Good. Well, good morning, Steve. I can tell you it's a little quieter this morning than it was last night. And as you say, dozens of pro-Trump supporters descended on Mar-a-Lago behind me. In fact, there was two separate groups, one right outside the residence of the uh, former president and one on this side of the bridge. I, I suspect playing to the cameras. Uh, but the quick question, of course, is are they coming back today? They were certainly quick to act. Once they heard about that FBI raid, a lot of them said they just jumped in their car and knew they had to come here to show their support for Donald Trump, but also to uh, display their anger with what they call uh, dirty tactics and smear campaign from the FBI. We managed to catch up with some of those protesters. Take a listen to what they had to say. As soon as I saw it, I drove here from Tampa. This is nuts. Come on, we all know what you're trying to do, DOJ. You're trying to create some kind of charge so he's not going to be able to run. It's a fishing expedition. I think they're trying to tarnish him a little bit. They're going to do anything they can to get him. They're terrified of him. And that was the theme of the night, and we'll wait and see if it's the same story today, Steve. But a lot of people saying this is just another tactic, another smear campaign to try and prevent Donald Trump from running for president in 2024, which he has teased that he may do. But the question is, uh, you know, the, the, it's the old strategy of politics, throw as much mud as you can and see what sticks. And I think that is the overriding message from the protesters here. As for Donald Trump himself, well, as you can imagine, his response was loud and pretty fierce. Take a look at this statement among many. He said, such an, an assault could only take place in broken third world countries. Sadly, America has now become one of those countries corrupt at a level not seen before. And other Republican leaders in the state of Florida here, Steve, also jumped in. Marco Rubio calling it a Marxist uh, challenge, if you like, a third world Marxist dictatorship move. And Governor Ron DeSantis also calling out the FBI. The question is, will they be back today and what's next in this truly remarkable saga Steve back wow um, all right so let's take a listen this is uh, Seb Gorka he uh, had a statement here let's take a listen it is exactly what happened a few minutes ago what does it mean number one it is final unequivocal proof to all Americans whoever you voted for that the FBI is now the political police arm of the Democrat Party and this administration, not of the old man in the White House who is not compus mentis, but of the radicals and the ideologues that have taken over the Democrat Party. Secondly, important to you, if they can do this to the President of the United States, the man who won 74 million votes, they can do it to you, to anyone. 
And lastly, most important of all, it means that they have failed. They have tried everything else. Two impeachments, a January 6th committee, spurious charges, allegations in New York, and they have failed to stop President Trump. They are desperate because they have failed. He is running. But rest assured, this act by the FBI, by Merrick Garland, the DOJ, and the White House that had to approve all of it is a declaration of war against peaceful American citizens, 74 million of them. Boom. That's a powerful statement there. And then here is Congresswoman uh, Lauren Bobart. Let's take a listen to what she has to say. You guys, I'm pissed. We are a nation of law and order, and this raid by the FBI on President Trump's home is totally un-American. This is Gestapo crap, and it will not stand. The Department of Injustice needs to be cleaned out if they are going to start pretending we're some sort of banana republic. This is exactly why we conservatives are opposed to the 87,000 new IRS agents Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats want to hire, right after spending $700,000 on ammunition for the IRS. It was Trump today, but you're next if we don't take a stand. Remember, this is about power. Today was a complete show of force. This is about the desire of the deep state to have a total control. And President Trump is standing right in their way. They spied on Trump. They lied about Trump. And I'm calling for a select committee into this political raid of Trump. Preserve your documents and clear your calendars, Democrats. These leftists continuously create new distractions from their failed policies that Americans are paying the price for. Tonight, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for President Trump and the Trump family. And I am so getting ready for the majority. I will make sure these tyrants pay the price. You have my word. All right. Words. Words are good. We need uh, more action. So Greg Kelly, uh, he said, thank God it's Donald Trump, quite frankly, because nobody else could withstand this kind of pressure. Let's take a listen to this. Greg Kelly. Federal bureaucrats incorporated. What is happening there? So politicized, so dangerous. Working for Merrick Garland. Did you do this because Merrick Garland wants it? Merrick Garland. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden. Hunter, has his house been raided? We all know we can all see the criminality. You guys sit on your hands with that case and you move in on President Donald Trump. You know, thank God it's Donald Trump, quite frankly, because nobody else, nobody else could withstand this kind of pressure. Both the pressure during the campaign, during the presidency, the fake impeachments, the Russia hoax, January 6th investigations, Soviet style investigations. And now this. Well, he's got my vote. Uh, he definitely has my boat, and nobody has taken slings and arrows for our the well-being of our country more than Donald J. Trump. That, to me, is a fact, an absolute fact, and uh, and we <laughs> we need to get ahead of this. Um, speaking of the IRS, there is a clip that I want to share with you, and uh, right here it's. Uh, with uh, Stuart Varney. Let's take a listen. 
Back to you. All right, Ashley, thank you very much. You just mentioned uh, Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Uh, let me read his tweet. He said, the raid of Mar-a-Lago is another escalation in the weaponization of federal agencies against the regime's political opponents. While people like Hunter Biden get treated with kid gloves, now the regime is getting another 87,000 IRS agents to wield against its adversaries. Banana Republic, the governor of Florida, writes. Let's bring in Stuart Varney, host of Varney and Company on Fox Business. Stuart, what do you make of all this? I think the IRS has been weaponized. $80 billion, 87,000 new agents. That is the weaponization of an institution. What are they going to do with this power that they're about to acquire, this extra power? Right. I think they're going to go after middle America, specifically small business. Between in, 19, in 2021, 9 million people earned 200,000 to a million dollars. Only 40,000 were audited. Most of those people, many of those people, right. are in small business. The Democrats think sure. that's a conservative group. The IRS will go after small business. There'll be more audits, more penetration of small business, putting them on the block there to, uh, to answer for their earnings. Well, they, you, they're going after small business, uh, weaponized. You got to wonder what 87,000 people are going to be doing. Uh, you know, if, if, if not that, here is the press secretary yesterday, I believe on Air Force One, saying, hey, don't worry about more audits. Watch. This is just the latest example, again, of those who do nothing to protect uh, tax welfare for the rich at the expense of everything else. Uh, they're blatant lies. Uh, congressional Republicans came to the defense of, of, of corporations earning more than $1 billion per year who, uh, who use loopholes to pay $0 in taxes. The American people don't think that's fair, and we know that. that is well, that's what wait, she says. Wait, wait a minute. They want to raise 124 billion extra dollars. Right. There's only 600 billionaires in this country. They don't have that much money to go at. So they come down the income scale to middle America, small business, and go after them because that's where they think there's the motherload right. of unpaid taxes. If there are only 600 billionaires, just hire 600 more auditors <laughs> for the IRS and have one auditor per billionaire. It's going to take them a long time though to get new computer systems and hire and train 87,000 new agents. You got years before this actually happens. You know, I'm glad you brought up the computers because we've talked about it for years. Apparently, for a, the longest time, they were using technology from the 60s. And yeah, so they're talking about upgrades and things like that. That's where. It, but uh, th I thought that was also at the same time you got the FBI on steroids. You got the IRS as well. Um, well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams show. Man, we're living in some crazy times right now. Uh, but stay safe out there. Be careful. Be smart. And uh, don't fall into the traps that they're setting for you. And uh, with that, my name is Scott Adams. We'll see you all next time on the radio. Be sure to use Red State over at MyPillow.com. And check out MAGAPAC and how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. See this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.